Hi guys. Good to see everybody here, and uh, I'm uh, privileged to get a chance to share the, what I think God's put on my heart, and uh, and I'm certainly happy to be here, stand in front of everybody. Um, and uh, before I start, I wanted to pray, and certainly been a been a long week, been challenging for uh, for me spiritually, just fighting through things. Um, but uh, I had a had a plane that almost landed in my backyard. Not literally, but but uh, you know, just just the the, the everyday things that you had uh, the protests on Monday, um, May Day, and not, just all these random things that were adding up. And I was like, man, why? You know, why? Then the thunder yesterday, and people were like praying at work, like, oh God, what is that? And uh, just all all of these things that just go on, and and you and you realize, you know, our hope is in God, and and we don't we're not fearing these things, right? We're not trembling oh man god's gonna hit us with lightning we're gonna die no you know we've got to if that happens then amen we'll go to heaven but we you know we we understand that we have a hope you know everybody today at work was today's single de mayo you know it's it's i'm glad everybody's here on single de mayo not somewhere else because single de mayo is it's it's a weird holiday because the mexicans don't even really celebrate it it's just an American thing to drink. They said Cinco de Drinco. I was, I was like, are you kidding me? But that's what this world, that's what this world lives by. Just like, hey, let's all gather together, and 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 that's all I heard today. Margaritas and this and that. And I'm sitting there, and I and I just said, man, God, how much more I want to be a light to these people. How much more I want to tell them about, hey, where are you going today? I said, today I have youth service. Today. We're going to go worship the Lord. Sunday we have church again. We're not going to no bars and clubs. We're going to come and see God. Um, so, and the message I had um, was unity, uh, the unity of the church in Christ. I think that's the biggest thing. Is That's what we all strive for, right, the unity, to come together as one group. And uh, before I wanted to say, let's all just bow our heads and, and ask God to provide that message for us. Lord, we thank you. We come to you today with, a, with an open heart, with a humble heart, Lord. We understand that, Lord, we are nothing without you, Lord. We're nothing without your word. We're nothing without the Holy Spirit, God. We are lost out there in the, in the wilderness, Lord, like the rest of the world, Lord. And how much we want to tell them about you, Jesus. How much more we want to hear from you and get your revelation, Jesus, to, to go out to the world, to tell these people that, look, no, even if it's Cinco de Mayo, you don't need to be celebrating with everybody. You don't need to be going after the things that the world puts as a norm, but, Lord, to run closer to you, Lord, and that you put these words in our minds, not something we can read up on or study or, or try to practice. But, God, with the Holy Spirit, Lord, you write up how we don't need to, when we're talking to people, we don't need to have a, have a script. But, Lord, that you provide those words. The Holy Spirit, you provide that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So wanted to talk about unity. That was the thing that really just been been um, God's been putting on my heart the last couple of months. I've just been thinking about it. Um, what is unity? You know, I I looked through the different de- definitions. I, I it was it, it was so it was such a simple description, and I'll read it here. But yet, such a hard thing to do. It's so easy to talk about the definition of it, but it's so hard to perform that task. Unity. Uh, I wrote it down as the state of being united or joined as whole or as one, right? It seems like it's, it's very simple, right? Joining together, being one. 
But it's like, how can we all be one? Look at how many there are of us, right? There's so many of us in here. How can we unite in one? And you realize, like, it's not possible without God, right? It's not possible unless God puts us together. And there's two kinds of unities. I wanted to briefly touch on the unity of this world and go into the unity through Christ and the unity in God. So before we, we um, we'll spend some time in Philippians, the second chapter of Philippians. But before we get there, this always happened in Mexico too. Every time I'd go, like say, to before, right before a sermon, I'd always just cut out or the interpreter's looking somewhere, not at me. But um, I, was, I was researching unity. I just wanted to know. I, I mean, I, I was researching and reading Philippians second chapter but i wanted to know what is what is it online that people put as unity so i came across i looked at different groups different um organizations and all that coexist i went up on their website and it seems all right but there's something fishy in it right came up with people want to join together and unite for a common good and i thought what is this common good right what is what is this common good what's this end result what's this end goal and the common good, here's the definition I got. Wanting to, to unite and live and have peace and comfort while living in sin. That's, that's what it is. There's nothing, there's nothing else to it. There's, it's a, it's a, I'm going to try to obtain these goals. We're going we're gonna to unite together. We're going to demonstrate. Even if we start violence and demonstrations, seems like an oxymoron. Like, why are you going to unite and then have all, all these things break out? But nonetheless... You look at this, and what's the end result? Oh, we want to have peace. We want to have comfort. We don't want to be told how we're living. We don't need morals. We don't need God. We just want to be living in our little, in our little area. Don't tell me what to do. Don't give me anything about God. Let me just live my life, right? And, I, and I, when I was looking at, we had uh, the May Day organizer. I know it wasn't, like, really bad in Seattle, but I heard and I saw it um, in, in Portland and, and other areas. But you have these... Different groups that unite, they're pushing for gay rights, right? They're pushing for abortion, whatever it might be. But it's that liberal mindset, trying to unite, but in a twisted way, right? That's what the devil, that's his approach now. It's not about, hey, let me chop your head off, right? Although it is the same way in the Middle East. But it has, it, it's the unity that the devil wants to, wants to put in your heart to say, hey, let me approach you in a nice in a nice, peaceful manner. Let's all unite. Let's all go for this. Let's all let's all do that. I have people at work always tell me, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go to this this charity event." Oh, what's this charity event? Well, um, there's gonna be there's gonna be a bar off to the side. We're gonna have food. We're gonna have drinks. But we're gonna fight for cancer. And you think about it, it's like, okay, such a good thing, right, for cancer. But then they throw in there, there's gonna be a bar and there's gonna be food. It's like, what kind of unity is that, really? So that's and. I don't want to get into it too much. I, I had Proverbs twenty eight thirteen. You don't have to turn to it, but you can write it down. It says, "He who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and, and forsakes them will have mercy." What is it to me? It just said these groups just they don't work, right? They don't work. It just can't possibly it can't happen in the spiritual realm. Now I wanted to just quickly go over to the unity in the church through Christ, the unity, the true unity that we find through. Uh, biblical scripture. So the first thing I want to talk about, uh, let's all turn to Philippians chapter 2, verse 2. So Philippians 2, 2. 
Okay. Okay, so Philippians 2.2, 2, we're going to read from, from there. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord uh, of mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition and conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interest, but for the interest of others. And I thought about it, and I'm like, wow, what a tall order, right? Fulfill my joy being like-minded, same love, one accord, one mind. That, that's, like, that's literally what we can't accomplish up to, up to now. It's, it's hard. And nothing be done through selfish ambition and conceit. Another place, Colossians 3.13 and 14. Colossians 3.13. Bearing with one another, if one has a complaint another against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And, and uh, that, that last word, harmony, in the NIV, it says perfect unity. And then in the King James said the bond of perfect, perfect perfectness. Um, but nonetheless, what is, what's going on here, right? It's talking about putting aside yourself, putting away, putting the humble spirit, right? That's what I want to talk about, humility. How do we get that unity? The first, the, one of the first things, there's, there's many things that go into it, but I think humility is one of the bigger openings that you can see in all of this, right? Because how are you going to, how are you going to, um, how are you going to achieve all these things? How are you going to turn from your ways to stand in, in connection to God and feeling and getting his revelation other than humility, right? He says, no selfish ambition or conceit. To me, it's, it's meaning trying to, that selfish ambition, I think, kind of sneaks, can sneak into our church at times, right? I'm not here to try to point fingers, say, oh, there's No. But that selfish ambition, you can use church as a scapegoat, as a benefit for yourself. I'm going to come here. I'm going to just sit here. I'm going to try to make friends. I'm going to try to look for, for something that will benefit me. But as soon as I hear something that I don't like, something about me changing, something about my character changing, something about humbling myself, whoa, 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 let's calm down. Whoa, I, I don't know if I like this church anymore. Let me go to the next church. Let me try it out. And you, keep, and you can keep going in this circle, right? But until you humble yourself, you're not going to get that revelation from God, right? You're not going to unite as a youth. You're not going to unite as a church with your family. I think that's, that's key there, too, with the family. How are you ever going to get there? I think the other example is, is I'm a, you know, I, I've played sports my life. And that's one of the things I see in sports, right? You can't, it's just an example, but, but when, these, when these guys come together, not, every, people aren't just playing for themselves, right? There's members on the team all uniting for one focus, right, to win. Same thing with church, right? We're all here united. We want to be an example to the world. We don't want to be in our box and say, hey, I'm going to sit in this box. I'm a Christian. My family knows about it. That's it, right? Like, what's the point of bringing that light out into the world? How are we going to be lights to this world if we can't learn simple things like humility, right? Going down to um, Philippians, let's go to Philippians 2.3. 
And we'll continue reading on that one. But in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but for the interest of others. And to me, again, going over that, you really have to start listening to God's voice, right? And I think, I think humility also comes, comes through listening, opening up your heart to God, like I said, right? And, and to me, humility has such, such a significant um, provision over my life, how God changed me, how, how I understood. I came, I came, when I came here a few years ago, when I came to church, I came seeking. I, I, I wasn't yet broken down. I wasn't humble to a point where I said, okay, God, I'm going to give it up. I came here because I was hurt. I, I, I was looking for God. I was searching and said, God, how, what, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And God gave me these instances. Here, here's, here, pastor said this message. This is from the word of God. This is not something that he made up. This is in the word of God. I started looking at it. Oh, man, oh, man. And then I'm like, okay, so the pastor said this. That means I have to change. That means I have to humbly accept what he just said. Turn from your sins. Change. Uh, start seeking God. Start seeking his face. What, 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 what's the point of all of this, right? But the, I made this step, and I said, and this is not in pride, but I said, God, okay, I, I'm, I've got to listen because I understand out in the world, where, where I was still trying to hang on to something that wasn't mine, I was on the edge, right? There was no help. There was no, there was no possibility or opportunity for me. Until God started touching my heart, and I understood I've got to humble myself. That's so huge, right? It's like you think about all these people out in the world. I've heard so many stories about people where their marriages were just in destruction. They're having a hard time with their friends. But then it's like, okay, but then it, it worked out. And then I asked, well, okay, well, how did it work out? You know, that person apologized. That person said sorry. They, they, they changed. They, they did this, they did that. It's like we keep bumping heads. We can keep bumping heads and saying, hey, I'm better than you in this. I'm a leader. Or, hey, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm better than you. I'm a better Christian than you. Or all these random things that we can say, right? But it's like until you change your heart, until you get that humble spirit, nothing's going to change until you accept God's revelation, right? And then after that, after, after you, you see these things, and you realize the devil's no longer laughing at, at that, right? He can't laugh at humility. He can't laugh at a, at a heart. He starts, he wants to attack that and say, no, I can't have this happening, right? How wars can come to an end, how, how different things, decisions are made in this world, right? All comes down to a humble heart. I wanted to just use like a quick example, too. I know, I know in my, in, I have a boys group, and, uh, and God's teaching me a lot in the boys group because it's, it's not a... Um, if you just come up there to just be a teacher and tell them over and over again, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's great, but, you know, what's the purpose? What's the point? And I always prayed, and I said, God, please just give me a word and let me talk to these kids. And, and we've had great conversations, and, I've, and I, in my short period of time, I've learned so much from them. I've learned from them. But I had one instance where um, I had a kid, and uh, it was just difficult for me, and I kept praying. I said, God, what? Like, what's going on? I, I can't, like, get through to him. He doesn't want to hear it. He says, hey, I don't even need to go to your group. I was like, man, what am I supposed to do? I said, God, please tell me if I have to. I'm not going to go to this guy's parents and push on them, say, hey, you need to make your kid listen to me. I'm like, no, that doesn't work. Something's, something's wrong. Maybe I'm the one that needs to change. I pulled him aside and I said, hey, you know, what's, what's going on with you? Hey, not, not, not preaching at him or teaching him, say, hey, you need to calm down this, this, this. said, hey, what, what did I do wrong? And he's like, 
well, you know, you, you called me a baby. And I was, and I, at first I was like, okay. Because I, I, you know, I, I'm not trying to be offensive to him and then start saying, well, what do you mean I called you a baby? I said, you act like a baby or this and that. But I said, okay. Hey, I, I, I turned to him. I said, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that I called you a baby. He's like, like his eyes got massive. He's like, well, okay. He didn't know what to say anymore. But I said, hey, I, I truly am sorry. I'm not trying to be prideful about it. But I said, I'm sorry. I, I took that humble step and I said, hey, what, whatever it takes, you know, like I, under, I made that mistake. It's on me. Can we work forward? Can we work with this? Can we, can we work together now? Can we come to the agree in agreement that, hey, if there's something that's missing, if there's something in the way, tell me, let me know. And then ever since, it's been like a few months. It's, cra- it's amazing. He's literally one of, my, one of my best students, and I just look at it, and I, well, I don't know if you call it a student. One of my little brothers, one of my favorite little brothers. I like them all. Sorry. But he, it's incredible how, how, I, how you just realize, like, man, such a simple thing. You know, instead of preaching at him and saying, hey, this or that, or someone out in the world, hey, you got to turn to God, you got to do the, 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 you know, it's like actions do speak louder than words. When you, when you, when you take the time to listen, so many times we don't listen to other, other people's requests, and so many times we don't want to hear them out. But I think that's where that humble spirit comes. It's for all of us, right? I think through some of the humble definitions, um, I also noted we're just, just not having pride or arrogance, modest, low in rank, low in height, level, small size, lower to condition. Well, if we want to talk about a humble heart, how about our Savior? What about Jesus? Go to continue Philippians verse number, um, chapter 2, verse 5. Let this, mind, <clears throat> let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant, and coming in the likeness of men, and and being found in as appearance as a man. Excuse me, found in appearance as a man. What's the key word there? He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. And you think about it, you're like, what? Obedient to the point of death. He God understood the unity. He understood that he has to humble himself. He has to die for that unity to happen, right? For that to happen for all of us. There's no way we have a chance in anything else, right? And it, and furthermore, it's and then furthermore, what about for us as the as the body of Christ, right? Like it's not about. I've had it here. Excuse me. Um, the next point I want to talk about was was humility uh, doesn't come until you get that revelation from God, right? From seeking Him and obtaining that from Him. Let's go to First Corinthians chapter twelve. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all made to drink into one spirit. What is it saying here? With one, in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. There's no division. There's no, there's no hey, you, you can do this on your own, you can do this on your own, you can do this. It's all one body, right? It's all a unity. It's all combined together. 
And I don't think you, you can't have that, you can't obtain that until you get that humble heart, until you come after God, right? It's like we always talk about seeking God. It's like, why do people keep pounding that? Seek God, seek God, go after his will, go after his will. I feel like sometimes it's like people take that, take the, take the word will for granted. It's like, oh, here they go talking about the will of God again. Here they go talking about seeking his face again. But it, all throughout scripture, God says, seek after me. You get that revelation, right? And then you get that revelation to go out into the world and preach the word of God. How are you going to go out there if, you're, if you don't have a humble spirit? How are you going to go out there if you have selfish ambitions, right? How are you going to tell people about Jesus? They're going to look at you like, look at, well, what about you? You're not a humble man at all. I just, I just ask you for this and you look how you responded to me, right? People start pointing the fingers at you. But it's like when you unite, that's what, I, that's what, my, that's what I envision. And I know all of us envision that, that unity for, for our youth, that unity for our church to where we're not talking about, hey, you guys should, it's probably a good idea to start seeking God. It's probably a good idea to go after him. But no, where we can all unite with a humble heart, come together and say, okay, you know, enough with, enough with these standards that we've placed for ourselves, right? Enough with these, with these ideas or selfish ambitions or goals. Let's all unite for God's glory, right? Give him the glory. It's not for anything we did. It's, it's what he did for us and through us and in us, right? So, and the couple of, Couple of, I'm not going to read these, but I think I think my la- the last thing I want to say is the world is certainly hungry. I mean, it's it's incredible. The world is hungry. Why I say that is because I've had so many conversations with people, and and it's not nobody's denying God. People are so many times I talk to people, and they and they're and they're saying, okay, well, why is it that at your age that you have this want for God? What what is what is he, what has he given for you? Has he been so good to you? Have you not run into problems or issues? And I, and I look at them and I, and I and I say, well, I've run into plenty of everything. But I understand when he came into my heart, when I when he humbled me, when I came broken and humbled to him, seeking him, he gave me that peace and that joy, filled me up with the Holy Spirit. Right, being born again. I'm not going to go off into that. The pastor talked about it for months, but I think. That's what we all need to seek, right? We don't need to sit here with standards and desires of, of, of constant, oh, we're just going to show up, do our regular due diligence, and then leave. No. You know, like, I, I want that unity for our church. I want that unity. I want us to go out in Bothell and invite people. You know, it's not about numbers. It's about souls for God. Maybe you tell somebody about God, and they turn from you. But you know what? You know, I've thought about this. What if in, in 30 years they'll remember what you said to them when you said, hey, when they cussed you out and you, and, and you turned around and said, hey, God loves you. And they're in their deathbed and they, and, they, and they realize that and say, hey, God, hey, if you really are out there, save me. Please help me, right? Like, you think of all these things, but unless you, unless you receive God's spirit and, and you receive that through humbleness, you're not going to get revelations such as that, right? You're not going to get revelations. I, I just had, these are some to look at. Um, united through God through and witnessing to others. I had some, um, you can write these down, Acts twenty two fifteen, Matthew 28, 19, 2 Timothy uh, 2, 1 through 3, and tons more about bringing the light into the darkness, right? Bringing that light into this world, bringing that light to your, to your, to your co-workers, to everybody, whoever might be all around you, right? And, uh, 
again, I, that's my end goal. I didn't want to spend too much time, and, and I'm, I'm sorry if it's not perfect or it wasn't laid out by bullet point, points or anything like that, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say, and, and I'm, I'm saying this from the from bottom of my heart, that I, I hope to see us all united because it's just like there is no time to mess around with. I, I've, I've, I think I've mentioned that a few times before, too. It's, it's not... If we think we can relax that Donald Trump has been elected, if we think we can relax, you know, we don't, we don't understand what's just creeping into our societies. We don't see what this, this liberal mindset has come creeping into our church, and it's, an, it's, it's, it's like a flame. It's just it's slowly but surely our hearts get hardened, right? And we don't have that humility. I think that's the biggest thing right now is what we're missing is a humble heart. So let's all just um, bow our heads and... and Take a moment to pray. Uh, again, it's not something that I take lightly. It's not something that I wanted to say just to say, just come up here and just talk about it. But it's something I, I hope that all of us understand, that we need that unity in our church, not the, not the unity of this world, not the unity that the world wants to bring in us or that it's bring, trying to bring into our circle. But we are the children of God, of God Almighty. We're, we're, his, we're his church. And we need to need his revelation, but it starts with humility. We need to get on our knees and pray and say, God, hey, I, I don't know what's going on in my group. I don't know what's going on in my life right now. I don't know what's going on in my heart, but God, I want to change. I, I don't know how to do it. I don't even know how to pray correctly, but Jesus, I know you've changed lives. I've seen it. I've seen those miracles. Maybe you've had God's revelation. Maybe God's spoken to you before, but, but you've got hard somewhere God you know, you're hard hardened on a few issues maybe there's somebody that you might need to just come and apologize get it get it out maybe the Holy Spirit saying hey just come up to that person and say I'm sorry or if I'm avoiding this person I'm sorry just come up to them and apologize before God and I'm telling the change comes I've seen it done with the friends when I've humbled myself when I said God I'm so sorry I'm sorry with my family I'm sorry with my friends I'm sorry with my co-workers it's amazing how the Holy Spirit and how the Word comes into light. How the, the Word of God, all of a sudden, it's not just words that are written. It's not words that are written, but it's the Spirit of God that starts living inside of you. You get that revelation, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus, Lord. We just come to you all, God. We, we bow down to you.